Dream Baby Dream podcast. Welcome back to Dream Baby Dream Podcast. Oh, I just noticed your earrings are coffees. Amy! <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. We are ACTC. I'm Amy Kramer. And I'm Taylor Clements. And this is a fun little bonus episode. Um, so glad to be back just for this brief little episode. And I'm so glad to be healthy again. Um, <laughs> this is what Amy's voice actually sounds this is like. What my voice sounds like. I actually went and listened to a few of the older episodes and could not believe because at the time it just sounded normal to me. But oh my God. Yeah. You've, yeah. I'm back. You're I'm back. healthy. I feel good. And Olivia, don't make that face. We have an audience in the studio. Amy's really nervous. She can't perform under pressure. So, Taylor, what's new with you? It's been how many months? It hasn't. Well, <laughs> we're taking look, we're, we're taking a bit of a break from releasing our weekly episodes. We've still been working. We've still been doing a few interviews and such, and getting things ready for season two. We've got a bunch of really fun people. Yeah, reaching out to some people who were too famous for us. Yeah, <laughs> just sort of like just being left on red. <laughs> um, I still no. have hope. Um, yeah, no, it's going really well. But um, no, so we've still been um, working. Uh, we're really excited for season two, but it has been nice to kind of take a bit of a step back uh, because we kind of realised how much work it actually is to run one of these. It is. Yeah. It's a lot of work for very little reward. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much reward, Amy. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you get all your lovely customers coming in and like <laughs> complimenting you. I get nothing. I literally, I release the episode. It's just radio silence. I don't hear any feedback. It all comes through you it's like filtered right, from now on guys just said say some amy some love she yeah, uh she, just inbox me she's very insecure so. i am <laughs> deeply deeply insecure um what have i been doing uh i've been to a few gigs some festivals and concerts and stuff over the last couple of weeks which have just been the time of my life mm-hmm. if you know me you know how much i love live music so i'm pretty happy about that she's also dark haired again why why is that taylor <sighs> here we go i'm going into this again uh i dye my hair dark I do like it I do genuinely like it um the red is fun the red is fiery the red is has been the most expressively myself I have felt um because I am quite an edgy sort of like heavy metal kind of girl um and it is obviously hard for actors to change their appearance physically um because of obviously having to fit into certain roles and stuff. So I thought I'd kind of found a loophole with the red hair. And, I'm not, and that's not to say that having red hair is, you know, affecting getting roles there or anything. There are lots of, lots of successful red-headed actors. Yeah. But, like, it's just – I just feel like I have a more neutral look as a dark – brown haired girl mm. that can fit into more I don't really I want to disservice myself feel like yeah with the dark hair you can very much either be very edgy or you can go the other way and yeah. like go sweet the really girl. sweet yeah. yeah yeah whereas red hair is a very specific look and I did love it and it's I, a very I do miss it look so yeah. yeah yeah I like you couldn't you wouldn't really see me as like a corporate sort of role no, with red hair so true. You know yeah it does limit so, you a little bit so I mean I loved the red but we've gone back dark and I do love it I'm, st- I'm still edgy and I mean I'll just buy a red wig if I really feel like it well, you can always go back once you've <laughs> made it you can do whatever you want That's it's it. just like in the beginning we're just yeah. a slave to yeah. <laughs> I will do whatever we'll you do say whatever our agents <laughs> tell us to do 
Um, What's up with you, Amy? Oh, not much, Taylor. Um, yeah, just was working on getting healthy again. <laughs> <laughs> not um, and I feel so much better and I've been eating better. Nice. I just feel very good. I feel very focused. I was thinking about this the other night. I feel very focused on my career good. or lack thereof. Mm. Um, but I feel very focused and motivated, which I haven't felt for a long time. Because obviously when you're sick, you start to just feel Spiral. like crap yeah. and... And I started to get pretty down about just where I was in life. But now I'm just kind of excited. I've like oh. turned my mindset around and now I'm just excited to put all the work in and have something happen. So That's I've been great. working very hard very on my good. writing, getting my book done. Um, yeah. I've been on a few auditions recently. Still waiting to hear back. But <laughs> getting the auditions was enough of like a yeah. little confidence booster. So I feel, I feel good. As Tom says, it's an actor's job to audition. Yes, and I got to play the role, so I'm lucky. I feel good. Yeah, so things have been good in the world of ACTC. Yeah, we yes, yeah, it's been pretty good. I mean, I don't, I don't remember any sort of massive, no, like downward spirals we've had, which and is good. Now to talk about something extremely depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the bonus, the point of the bonus episode, I guess, is to, well, we might do a couple of these sporadically, but we wanted because. Our podcasts focus a lot on other people. We interview Mm. other people. We get to know other people and their careers and their aspirations and who they are and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Whereas we realise that we haven't actually really delved into us a lot. Um, So we wanted to do that hopefully in a not too depressing way and just a way to kind of um, give an insight into who we are and why we are the way we are. Um, and I, it's honestly, we're going to open up a little bit. I'm going to be... Well, you are. <laughs> I am. Amy's still warming up to the idea. Um, I will be um, delving deep. And I get, it, is, it is a little bit daunting. I was doing some prep for the episode and I started to get a little bit emotional. Yeah. I was like, this is a lot. This isn't something you've publicly talked about. No, ever. like people in my life know about yeah. it, but it's not something that I go out and just share with everybody. Express. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a big deal too. Pretty oh. <laughs> <laughs> big deal. Um, yeah. So today's episode is going to revolve around health. And specifically something that Taylor went through when you were, was it 14? 19. <laughs> it was very recent, thank you. Much more recent than 14. Why do I always think it was so long ago? I think it's just incredible to me that that happened so recently yeah. and you're like the way you are now. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I was not 14. <laughs> <laughs> she was 19. Um, and should we just dive right in? I guess. Um... I'll give a little bit of um, backstory, Amy, interject where you like. Okay. But um, I, will. <laughs> I guess the, my theme would be like wanting something so much, like a career, you know, health-wise, just wanting something so much and not being able to achieve that for whatever reason it is. And in my instance, it was health reasons. And so delving into the mindset behind how I kind of got through that sort of thing. Um, when I was younger, my mum would ask me what I wanted to be when... I grow up and my response was well you sit down there and look up at me and watch me while I'm up here doing things like dancing and singing and pretending and then mum would be like oh okay so you want to be an actor and then I just kind of never changed that like Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be an actor my whole life was about performing I did dance for years drama piano Um, I once wrote a short movie script and made my family learn the lines (laughs) 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 <laughs> and 
and I and I made and I filmed the whole thing at my house. Um, my dad yeah. was not a happy chap. <laughs> Can you imagine my dad? Yeah. Um, that would be great. Yeah. And so basically delving right into it, after high school, I started to change mentally and physically, which most people do around that age. Like you've just graduated high school, things start to change. Um, I started working in reception at an allied health clinic slash gym for the first time in my life. And I was, I was working out for the first time in my life. I'd never really gone to gym before. I was not an athletic person as you know (laughs) um uh, but the weird thing was when I started going to the gym I started to gain weight which is kind of the opposite of what usually happens at the gym like I was it was like I was gaining fatty sort of weight fatty Fatty. (laughs) the main weight gain (laughs) mostly my face (laughs) my way the main weight gain was in my face my neck back and stomach um, the medical term for it was a moon face oh, that's horrible, <laughs> and a buffalo hump on oh my back. Oh, could they think of some more delicate This names? is literally the medical name for like this. Literally, I was... Setting you up to be bullied. <laughs> oh, my um, uh, I still had very skinny arms and legs. Um, I started to develop really hectic stretch marks on the sides of my stomach, my inner thighs, my outer thighs, my shins, and under my arms. Mostly all pretty weird places to get stretch marks, especially because I was a pretty small girl. Um, I started to Google a lot of my symptoms and I was, I was experiencing to see if maybe something was medically wrong after Googling, which I do know that everyone says don't Google your symptoms because it's most likely always wrong. Mm-hmm. But the word Cushing's kept popping up um, and I found this site with all the symptoms of Cushing's. And I'll just read out the ones that I experienced uh, weight gain and fatty tissue deposits, particularly around the midsection, upper back and in the face and between the shoulders. So moon face and buffalo hump. <laughs> it's literally Sorry, written there. <laughs> no, that's copied and pasted oh. from the website. It's literally written there. Like it's moon face. Yeah. Um, pink or purple stretch marks on the skin of the abdomen, thighs, breasts and arms. Thinning, fragile skin that bruises easily. Slow healing of cuts, insect bites and infections, acne, severe fatigue, muscle weakness, depression, anxiety and irritability, loss of emotional control. <laughs> <Don't> just, <laughs> I felt that one. That one last time. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Um, cognitive difficulties, um, new or worsened high blood pressure and constant headaches. That sounds horrible. So this is How many would you say, like a percentage of those symptoms did you have? They're all the ones I had. You had, oh. Yeah. So long story short. Um, at 19. At 19. Too. So the reason I wasn't diagnosed earlier was because Cushing's is very common in 30 plus women mm. and horses. So for a 19-year-old to come and say, I think I have this, well, I they, you know, things. yeah. And most people with Cushing's will live their entire life undiagnosed because it's very rare to actually show any symptoms. Whereas I was literally a textbook case. Like, I, as I said, I Googled my symptoms and every single one came up under Cushing's. Um, so I went to my GP and I remember sitting in her office crying and telling her that something is wrong. I don't feel right. I feel like this just can't be normal. The way I'm feeling cannot be how life is supposed to be. She told me at 19 that I have nothing to worry about. I'm being silly and that I'm going through, pu- through puberty. And if it makes me feel better, she can send me for an arthritis test because I had sore muscles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel better. Yeah. After I've just gaslighted you. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so after that, I was miserable. I was always sad. I was always anxious. Um, I was always so hungry. 
um, because again, one of the symptoms would be to digest your food really, really quickly. So I was constantly eating, constantly hungry. And because I was constantly eating, I thought that was the reason I was gaining weight. And I had people who thought they were doing the nice, right thing Mm -hmm. by commenting on what I'm eating and commenting on what I'm doing and saying, oh, should you really be having that? Should you really be eating that? You know, where I was just living life, you know, like I've never had to worry about my weight before, but all of a sudden, you know, um, I went on intense diets. I was seeing a dietitian. I had a PT. I was training at least twice a day, um, but I was not gaining muscle. And I was putting on weight. It made no sense. And I was spiraling and it was it just sucked, you know, as you mm. can imagine. Like you're doing all the right things to get to a certain place and then nothing's really happening. Um, lowest I got, here's a good story, was for my 19th birthday. It was on a Sunday night and me and my f- a few friends went out to a club. It was stockies. Mm, oh um, yeah, Sunday night club. <laughs> <laughs> um, I waited in line for ages and eventually got to the front where the security guard checks ID. Oh. I gave him mine and he looked at it for ages. Then eventually asked me to stand to the side. He let a few more people in, the line go through, then turned back to me. He asked me all the usual questions to verify someone's ID, birthday, age, address, all that. He genuinely didn't believe my ID was real and said, I don't look the same as the picture. I said, well, it was taken when I was 16, so I don't know, that's definitely me. Not knowing how else I can prove to him, um, he eventually gave my ID back and let me in before saying, he must have seriously gained a lot of weight since this photo was taken. <laughs> I got into the club. I went to the bathroom. I cried. And then I went home. <laughs> and that was my 19th birthday. Um, so that was that was really good. And by the way, this security guard was the fattest man yeah, I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> the criticism always comes from people who <laughs> should not be <laughs> criticizing. It was, it was a whole thing. Um, anyway. More months went by, still felt awful, didn't feel like myself. I hated the way I looked and pretty much everything about me. I've always been a small girl and being an actor, having to see myself Mm. on screen a lot, I ended up taking quite a bit of time away from acting. It's because I hated seeing myself on screen. Yeah, you sent me, Taylor sent me recently a video (laughs) that for some reason was still online in the archives and it was her. Like, how would you have been 19? Yeah genuinely like I can sort of see you in there but it was the most like surreal thing because it was like you but it wasn't you it was almost like your cousin or like or just someone who looked like a fat me it it wasn't even that like your face shape like everything was different like it was just eerie to watch and it was like your voice but Mm. yeah it was it's just the difference is incredible it'll pain me to do it but I will upload some photos with the Instagram post for this one just just so you guys can see Um, But just remember what I look like now, okay? (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I hated seeing myself on screen. I physically, mentally couldn't focus on acting at all. Um, I ended up hating it for a while because I couldn't stand the feeling that I wasn't myself. Like, I feel with acting, it's the worst feeling when you don't know who you are. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we pretend to be all these other people, but when you don't know who you are as a person, you don't feel like yourself, it's Mm. just, it's it's awful. Yeah. I ended up going to a different GP to get another opinion a few months later. I went to her, I told her everything, and she immediately bypassed all the regular tests you take when you're trying to figure out if something's wrong. And she instead sent me for, like, the hardcore get shit done tests because just based on what I told her, something was clearly not right. (laughs) Um, I remember being on a cruise a week later with some girlfriends and getting a phone call from my GP saying I needed to come in ASAP to get my results back because they came back very weird is the word she used. 
this obviously ruined the rest of my holiday because I'm on a cruise. I can't just draw everything and go. Um, they couldn't tell me over the phone, so I was thinking about it for the rest of the week. Um, when I got home, I went to the doctor and they basic di- basically diagnosed me with Cushing's, which is what I originally diagnosed myself with months earlier where I was dismissed and told I was going through puberty. Um, <laughs> They didn't know if it was Cushing's disease or Cushing's syndrome, though, so they sent me for an MRI where they found the 7-millimeter tumor on my pituitary gland, confirming that I had Cushing's disease. So what would have happened had you not been diagnosed with that? Um, it would have kept getting worse, yeah. and there were long-term effects. Um, in some super, super extreme cases, there's bone loss mm. and just super high blood pressure, which obviously yeah. affects a person um a lot so it it could have got really bad and considering Mm. most people don't know they have Cushing's because they don't have any of the symptoms considering I had all the symptoms it could have gotten really really bad doctor wouldn't have taken you seriously when you're presenting literally textbooks I feel like if any young person or any person is crying in your office saying something is wrong you just fucking test them like it's it's like yeah (laughs) yeah um but yeah, so basically um, what Cushing disease is, is a tumor on the pituitary gland that is creating too much cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone and my body was essentially being affected by the amount of stress levels that was present in my body. Hence the weight gain, the stressful dreams, the constantly eating, uh, everything you can imagine stress doing to a person, basically times 10 was my life. Um, where this was extremely scary news that I basically had a brain tumor at 19 I was also really somewhat relieved that there was actually something wrong with me and we knew what it was and we could take the steps to fix it. Um, So I was diagnosed December of 2017 and three months later I had brain surgery on March 1st, 2018. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, uh, After the tumour was removed, my symptoms instantly started to reverse themselves. My face swelling started to go down, my stretch marks started to fade. I could sleep through the night without having to pee constantly. Literally four or five times a night, I would be up. such a relief. Literally. Um, It was just, it was hectic to me because I was like, man, this is what life is meant to be like. (laughs) You could just kind of forget when you're that sick. Um, I returned back to acting a few months later and it made me feel like 100% myself again. Acting is something I've always felt happiest doing. And the fact that I took so much time away from it really made me realize that I literally could not live my life without it. Um, I miss it so much and I realised that when I went back to classes uh, at the warehouse that it's exactly what I need to spend my life doing because during this life-changing health issue I had, it's the one thing, the one thing I missed was acting. And do you find that it made you more confident? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I instantly wanted to take more photos of Mm, myself. I instantly wanted to go back out, you know. And like they say that it takes like a life-changing incident to really know what you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, absolutely. So I guess like my take out of this is always get a second opinion when <laughs> when you think something is wrong. And you're probably not going through puberty at 19. It's no. You've been and gone. Yeah. But yeah, always get a second opinion. You know your body better than anyone else. Um, and I do feel like this has given me a lot of life experience and I do believe I look at things in a different way now because of what I've been through. Like I love my life now yeah. and it's hard and it has its struggles but my motto is yeah. – I've had brain surgery. Yeah, this like, can't be worse. I know you when you went through that. I met you after, but I've always, like, since I've known you, thought you were such a confident person. And the way you talk about yourself is so positive. And it's so nice to be around. And it 
Oh, affects the way I look at myself <laughs> because well that's good because yeah. I think so highly of you you do yeah. and I don't so. <laughs> well I you know, yeah you think no. differently after a brain tumor yeah it's very inspiring and just in general like you are very much like you only live once you have that mindset of like huh. I'm gonna spend that money go to that concert I'm gonna you know yeah. change my hair for acting I'm gonna move here I'm gonna do this yeah. to help my career and I'm not gonna give up like you're very motivated you get one life you know and you don't know when when it's going to end so exactly yeah Yeah. but um yeah so for everyone out there that doesn't know my story or why i am the way i am that is me or why for a year or so she had a moon face (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was probably from 20 yeah well i i started to notice getting bigger in 2016 Mm -hmm. and i was diagnosed end of 2017 but it was the funniest thing because the, de- the night before my brain surgery, mm. I went to a Fall Out Boy concert. Oh. <laughs> and As you do. <laughs> because I was told my surgery date was 1st of March and Fall Out Boy was 28th of February, which is the day before. And I asked them, do I have to be in overnight? And they were like, no, no, just come on March 1st in the morning. Like sick, so it, and it was it was the perfect send off because I had yeah. at the time all my closest friends were there. We all went to Fall Out Boy, and at the time again my favorite band. So, so I've gone to see my favorite band with all my friends, and I just remember afterwards we were all saying goodbye to each other, and it felt so surreal because the next day I was literally going into brain yeah, surgery. Could have yeah. yeah, and so I I just remember just like saying goodbye, and then when I got into the surgery room the next day, my surgeon was talking to me, just you know small talk how was your night yesterday what would you do you know have a bath relax and I was like oh I went to a concert and he's like what do you know you're having pituitary surgery this morning and I was like yeah yeah but like I didn't have to be here last night so you know I didn't want to (laughs) and he didn't even know who fallout boy were Uh, and so one of the nurses who looked punk rock she had tattoos and a little eyeliner on she yeah she was like don't worry I'll show him who they are and the last thing no joke the last thing I remember, as I'm being wheeled into the surgery room, they've given me the pass out drugs, is hearing my songs "Know What You Did in the Dark" by Fallout Boy. Oh, that's cool. That because be she was, yeah. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, well, because she was playing it for him to Aww. be like, "This is Fallout Boy, who she went to see," and that is the last thing I remember before waking up with a massive headache. <laughs> oh yeah, what did you feel like as soon as you woke up? Was it like Awful. relief? Or, no, okay. Awful. I woke up, I didn't know where I was. Uh, I couldn't, I, I was awake before I could open my eyes. So yeah. I remember being awake and my eyes were still shut and I didn't, there was something on my nose like mm. to stop the blood from coming because it was keyhole surgery. They went up my what? nose to pull it out. It wasn't like through my, my head or anything. I didn't okay, shave any, yeah. you know, they went up my nose, which is even more terrifying to me. Mm, which is making some <laughs> She doesn't, she doesn't like that they went in my nose. No, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I just remember waking up and I felt so bad my head was I mean they were they were just inside there so I guess (laughs) (laughs) my head was pounding I couldn't see I started crying I didn't know where I was but I'll upload a photo that my friend Chelsea took the day after because she came to visit me the day after and she said it was the happiest that she had seen me in two years Mm. like and it was literally the day after surgery and I've just got the biggest smile on my face um <laughs> yeah we won't yeah we won't dwell on it too long i'm taylor i had a tumor in my pituitary gland and now it's gone and i'm good she's better it's better than good <laughs> it, it did many good things for you i think yeah and i'm proud of you i'm proud of you thank you <laughs> and thank you for sharing your story that's okay i hope everyone didn't fall asleep or anything not at all and if anyone out there is 
experiencing any similar symptoms probably not but <laughs> well just this can be anything at all awareness. yeah just cushing's awareness <laughs> i always kind of wanted to like write a movie script about it but yeah. i just don't know how i can make it interesting you know what i mean like I think it's very interesting i mean just having your appearance change so rapidly yeah. in such a short amount of time at yeah. that age yeah, I'm I'm going to upload some photos so that you all can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Should we do our obsessions of the week? Oh, yeah. All right, okay. Amy, you go. Um, oh, I've got a couple. It's been a long time. Oh, okay, go. Uh, no. Um, Heartstopper on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at Liv. No. Okay. Hasn't seen it. Leilani. I sorry. haven't seen it. I'm currently watching it for the second time because it's so cute. <laughs> what is it about? What is it's it? It's a queer love story. Of that's, course, that's your obsession of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's all about the queer love stories. I love them. But it's so cute. Um, it's just so wholesome. And I'm glad that Netflix is bringing these stories front and center. It was in like the top 10, which is awesome. Nice. It's like a love story about two boys. So I think Amazing. that's great. Um, the other one is Sticky Fingers' new album. Mm. Like a boy, it's just so good. They just can't do anything. They don't. They don't ever release a bad song. And I'm going to their concert in July. Oh, right. so you got tickets? Did you? I got nice, nice. I couldn't not get tickets. Yeah. I was like, I've seen them enough. I don't have to go. No, you don't. Of course you do. And then I like <laughs> forced my best friends. Yeah, yeah. other best friends. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so come with me. So now we're all going, and I can't wait. What about you? Um, uh, a bit the same. I'm obsessed with Slowly Slowly at the oh. moment. I went and saw Slowly Slowly live at the Princess Theatre in Wollongabba. You've been chatting to them. Well, not really chatting to them. <laughs> I would just like tag them in my post or whatever. I did actually. I did send them a message saying how much I loved the gig and I thought it was really great. One of the best ones I've been to in a while. And they did reply saying thank you with a love heart. And I was like, oh my god, I love you. No, and did I tell you that I tagged them in my selfie? And they replied to it and they were like, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. Everyone else. (laughs) Slowly, slowly, they go beautiful. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's probably my obsession at the moment. Um, I really love them and they released a new song. It's called uh, Forget You and it's really good. So go listen to that. Um, But besides that, I'm excited for us to go to Splendor in July. Very exciting things coming up. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a good few months, I think. Speaking of exciting, our artist for the week (laughs) is (laughs) Taylor Clements. Oh no, sorry. Taylor Clements. Okay, so we thought that because this episode is kind of about me. That I should be the artist of the week. Well, Amy kind of pushed for it instead of my mum. Yeah. Um, but because I'm too nervous on my own, I'm actually going to do a duet with Olivia, my roommate. Olivia, do you have any words? Jamaican me. Jamaican me. Jamaican me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to be doing a little... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. No, I'm, very, I'm very excited. Things got a bit chaotic there. There will be editing that have uh, was just taken out because we just can't talk to my roommate without it being weird. Um, she just said Jamaican me and then kicked a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> so Olivia and I, long story fucking short, will be the artist of the week this week. And so please, no one come at me. I'm not a singer. I do it in the car for fun, and that's it. You are a singer. She's, she's really good. You'll hear it. We have to go because Olivia and Leilani are being hysterical. And this is enough. Um, but yeah, we hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Come at me with any questions you may or may not have, and send me some compliments. Make me feel good. Send me some compliments. Um, and um, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Two, one. 